Welcome back. My name is Jason and I'm your hostess of Between the Photos. So today I want to talk about the golden cage that we build and construct for us, for ourselves to live in. We tend to have our own limiting uh, beliefs, not just from when we were children, but like in, in our adult life. We put limitation on to things without thinking that they can be met. Here's what I mean. My friend and I were talking about how often we do not ask for what we truly want straight away. We will consider what we want and we will look at a scenario and we will take into consideration all the different impacting like components. And from that place of understanding the impacting components, we will then decide how much to ask for, even though we know right out of the gates that it's less than what we really want. And instead of just asking for what we really desire and then negotiating from there, we are internally negotiating ahead of time to ask for a limited version of what we really desire so that it will be accepted or that it will be received well. Well, the unfortunate thing about that is that when you do that, you're compromising and becoming over time probably harboring some negative emotions around that because we aren't truly asking for what we fully desire and we aren't truly receiving what we fully would like to receive. And that puts us in a state of what I call the golden cage. So in my mind, if you close your eyes and imagine for a second, the golden cage is this beautiful rectangle made out of the most elegant golden rods. And you're truly just sitting in your own rectangle. And it's a rectangle that you created for yourself. No one else put you in this cage. You built it for yourself by coming from this place of limitation. It, it sucks, and we all do it. So today I was really thinking about this because when I think about where conflict comes up in my life or where agitation shows up and where I become, I say yes to things that I don't really want, I say yes when I really mean no as it relates to like people I don't really want to talk to, projects I don't really want to take on, things I don't really want to do, people I don't really want to spend time with, but I compromise and I say, oh, I guess. Well, it's in those moments that I was reflecting and in those decisions and those choices that I was really getting clear with myself about where, where I was having levels of discomfort and where I was having levels of irritation that are not really needed. Because as I mentioned in yesterday's podcast, we are at this very transitional point in the year, October 13th or 14th, depending on where you are in the world, that full moon was really pressing us forward to evaluate our relationships and when I think about how I compromise and where I'm doing things that I don't really want to do I wanted to get clear with myself about what what emotions am I holding that are draining my energy and it came back to me making decisions that I don't really want to do me compromising on things that I don't really need to be compromising on there's no make or break deal with that it's just me 
making a decision to do something I don't want to do, putting myself in this golden cage of limitation. So when I have a desire, my initial response is that I can't have it, that there's going to be a reason why I can't. There's going to be pushback. There's going to be rejection. It's And I don't know if this is because of being trained in the sales cycle and understanding that you know, there's always this like back and forth negotiation. But if that were the case, and if that's the logic I want to use, then in that case, you would think I would go in like way over the top because I know we're going to have to scale back. But there's something in me that would get to this point where I would say, Ooh, okay, what, what is the least amount I can accept? What is, what is the, what can I get away with doing? For example, if I want 10 apples, but my minimum, my minimum requirement is five apples, why would I go in and say, hey, I'd like eight apples. My desire is I want 10, but my minimum, my absolute must have is five. So if I go in at eight, it's not quite the full blow of 10, but it's also not my minimum of five. So I'm still coming out ahead. But the reality is, no, I'm not coming out ahead. I'm coming out of the gates with a compromised ask. And what that does over time is has it has me working harder, whether it's in a relationship or work or whatever, it has me working harder to make up for the gap of two. So why not just ask for 10 straight away? And that comes down to, Why do I not feel that I'm deserving of asking for 10? Why do I feel there's going to be friction? Why can't I just ask for what I want? Why do I have to do that? Why can't I have the conversation? Why is the courage, and truly my spleen is firing up right now. This is where you hold your fears. My spleen is physically responding to this conversation because I hold the fear that for some reason I will not get what I want and it will, I will, it will be rejected and I will be rejected and then I won't get anything. Like, what is that? That's lack. That's limita- and not only am I in the space of limitation with the whole concept going in, I'm then coming from a place of lack that there's not enough and that I, I won't get anything. So therefore I'm like grabbing, I have this grab energy towards those little bits that I can get. Yeah, well, that's whack. So I think it's very important to share this because... When it comes to relationships, especially, this is you know heightened for everyone this month. When it comes to relationships, we if we're coming from a place of compromise right away, to me that speaks to a few things. One, there isn't quite the intimacy that's required to have honest, open conversations. There isn't the safety of being able to be vulnerable enough to open that door and have that conversation. And see, I think there's something that we're worried about that we need to look at at a deeper level, you know, such as rejection or whatever. We need to look at it at a deeper level. So all three of those scenarios are just signs that we need to pause for a second and say, well, what's, what's really going on here? Why am I coming to the table with a compromised solution to my desire? Why am I starting at compromise versus starting at 100%? So it's something to really think about. I invite you 
to look at your relationships, all of them, personal, professional, the relationship with yourself. How often do you compromise? I realized in this activity that I just made up and did. I realized in this activity how often I would then dumb down my desires and numb my real desire around travel. And I did this for years. I had this burning desire to travel as a youngster and as a kid and as a college student and as a grown woman. I had this burning desire early on in my career. I just wanted to travel the world. I wanted to go to the most beautiful beaches. I wanted to be a part of this exquisite earth. I wanted to experience all the different food and neighborhoods and cultures and all the stuff. I wanted all of it. And I would order every magazine, the Condé Nast Traveler, all these magazines, and have them delivered to my house so that I would feel inspired to continue to work towards that dream. Well, after a while, after being in the real world for a while on a, on a salaried income at a regular nine-to-five job, there was a, a knowing that happened. There was a cap to my income. And I was like, ew, no matter what, I'm going to work every day. And although that's nice for consistency, there was no way, no matter how hard I worked, no matter how much I did, that that number was going to change. I could only do so much, and it still was the same outcome. Therefore, I was on a, a, a budget per se, and travel was something that was a little bit more expensive, and I couldn't necessarily afford it all the time. So it was in that moment that I was like starting to see this connection in this reality, and I got, <clears throat> I got really depressed. I was like, oh my God, am I ever going to have my dream? Or am I gonna, just going to live in the cycle of living in a nine-to-five with this capped income? Not to say that that's not for everyone, but I'm just saying for me, it was a real moment of awareness. And I got very sad. And I, so much so I got depressed. I stopped the magazines. I stopped having them come. And I had to numb those feelings of desire way down in order to cope with the reality of my current state. Knowing that I had to transition out of that if I was going to ever live that life. And that's fine. But that takes time. And in that moment between the transition of the awareness and the time that it actually happened for me, as a coping mechanism, I would numb my feelings and numb my desires to a place where they didn't feel so vivid. And in that numbing process, I forgot. I got detached. I couldn't get in touch with those feelings again. So as I did this exercise, I was starting to reattach to these old desires, reattach to these old you know, feelings, sensations. And it's only in this new beginning of allowing for these desires to actually come up and allow for these dreams to represent themselves, allow for these longings to resurface. It's only in that practice that I'm now getting to a place where I'm like, wow, I once was that girl who desired X, Y, Z. How can I get back to that dream? How can I get back to that girl? How can I get back to, not that I want to repeat the past, not like that, but just like, where can I go? How can I get to that place of desire again? That endless, amazing, vast desire, no limitations. Why do I make create this golden cage for myself of limitation? And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I thought, holy shit, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. So 
I invite you to really, really, really look at where you're creating your own limitation and creating from a place of compromise before you even begin the conversation. And how often you you get in your golden cage without even knowing it. And what you can do about breaking away and getting out of that cage. What will it take? What will it take to get back to a place of you being able to A, be in touch with the feelings and emotions and the sensations and the desires that you want and the dreams that you once numbed because you didn't think they were a reality. Allow for yourself to get back to that and and then say, what would it take to make them a reality? And how can I get there? Because now it's it's a new game. It's a new era. It's a new time. You know, 12 years ago, maybe even 15 years ago, probably closer to 15 years ago, it wasn't really a thing. It wasn't yet an opportunity like it is now. Now we live in the age of the internet. There isn't, there isn't anything we can't do, you know? We live in the age of the internet. Go figure it out. You have all the education. You have all the resources. have all the tools. have all the access. If you want something, all you have to do is decide you want it and go get it. So it's a much different playing field. So I invite you to reevaluate that. Check it out. All right. Ciao for now. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Between the Photos. A quick, insightful look at the real work that happens between the photos on my Instagram feed. It is truly my digital diary and my expression of the things that I am moving through, thinking about, contemplating considering, learning from, experiencing. And these subjects, these matters of the heart are things that may impact other people in this world. So I created this podcast as a way of talk therapy to work them out with myself out loud. And in essence, helping others work it out within themselves. Thank you for listening. If you're called to share this with someone, please do. Because you never know how these words these transmissions will impact another human. Have a great day and I love you. Thanks for listening.